This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised as some cases contain graphic content. We mean no disrespect to anyone we discuss in this podcast except our exes. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. However, we will be expressing our personal opinions. Buckle up, buttercup. Hey, everybody. It's Cynthia. And I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Wes. And this is Love and Lumen All, a true crime podcast. Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We got a special Halloween episode today. We do. Yes, we do. I, I don't know if I want to wear this the whole time. Bother you? <laughs> It'll be a short one. Okay. Not too long. All right. So who are we doing? It is Timothy O'Brien. Timothy O'Brien. Doesn't sound familiar. Doesn't sound familiar? You've you got a lot of these it. that don't sound familiar to me. I know. But you're, then you're you might. you at it. I am. Good. I've been researching the far out there. <laughs> but all right. Let's get into it. All right. Here we go. guys but before we get into it we've been doing some book talk on our tiktok yep and i saw this at a bookstore we went to and they have little covered books you don't know what books inside but they write kind of a hint on the front of it buy it open it up so i grabbed a couple i don't see which one this is yeah we, we haven't done a horror book yet together no i mean not really i don't think not been... too bad supernatural but not yeah, nothing straight out horror. So let's see what we got. Oh my gosh. I kind of want to save this wrapper for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Looks like it's just paper bag. Oh, it's a fire. Fire? I must have a fire. The Twisted Dead by Darcy, Darcy Coates. Coates. <gasps> I've read one of her books before. Hmm. Is this part of a series? Oh, it is, and it's number three. <laughs> well, that doesn't help us out any. It's number so I guess we're starting three. with number three, or do we go backwards and start We'd with number one? We'd have to find number one. Well. Oh, the house next door. That's the one I read. She wrote pretty good, and she wrote Parasite, the one I was going to read. Okay, but so yeah, not bad. I like it. All right. So we'll. Start at one at some point and work our way up to three. Well, <laughs> you're like dum, they dum, just dum. messed us up completely. There it goes up. Book talk reveal. Uh-uh. They <laughs> ruined it. Check out our TikTok if you're interested to see what books we've been reading together. Mostly smut so far. Yeah, a lot of smut. A lot of smut. <laughs> but check out once you can see what we think about the books we read. Yep. And um, also, we do updates on TikTok a lot. So yes. whenever there's a new episode, if you're not subscribed or anything, feel free to look on TikTok. You'll see when there's new episodes and what they're on. So yeah. But let's get into this week's. All right. So we're going to Texas. Texas. We were just yeah. in Texas. We were. But we're going to see or talk about. We're not going to see. But talk about Timothy O'Brien. And there's a picture of him right there. Okay. Just your average kid. He was born April 5th of 1966. Oh, this is old? Yes. Mm. Okay. This is older. 
the 70s, I believe, is when this happened. Okay. And he was eight years old when he died. Oh, he yeah. had a kid one. Another kid one. He lived in Deer Park, Texas. Okay. His father's name was Ronald Clark O'Brien. There's a picture of his father. Okay. That's an old photo. That is. His mother was, and I don't know if this is how you say it, but Daneen. Daneen. It's hmm. D-A-Y-N-E-N-E. Daneen. Huh. Like Nadine, but Daneen. Yeah. Huh. Pretty. And he had one sister, Elizabeth, and she was born in 1969. So she's three years younger than him. Okay. Two to three, depend on what month. But his father worked as an optician at Texas State Optical in Sharpstown, Texas. Okay. So he's a doctor, optician. He's an eye doctor. Yeah. He was also a deacon at the Second Baptist Church, where he sang in the choir and ran a local bus program. Hmm. But this case takes place Halloween, October 31st of 1974. Perfect timing, baby. Yeah. Get a Halloween case for a Halloween episode. (laughs) Yep. It's almost like you planned it. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. But they were going to go trick-or-treating in Pasadena, Texas neighborhood. We passed that. Yeah. I remember when we were on the bus going to the cruise ship, I saw that sign that said Pasadena. Yep, that's where they were going trick-or-treating at. That's funny. In 74. Hmm. But their neighbor and his two children joined them. And his neighbor, Jim Bates, and then his kids was Mark and Kim. And they joined Ronald, Elizabeth, and Timothy. Okay. So all six of them, right? That is math right? Yeah. Yeah. Six of them went trick-or-treating together. But Gene Bates... That's the neighbor's wife. And his wife, Daneen, stayed at the Bates home to pass out candy. So the wives were like, we'll stay here, hand out candy. You guys take the kids out. Okay. Um, They visited a promising home, but when they knocked, no one came to the door. Okay. The But it looked like a decent home. The children were impatient, and so they're like, we're going to the next, and they ran off to the next house. But Ronald caught up to the group a little later and handed out five of the 21 inch long pixie sticks Uh oh. yeah he said he got from the house they were just at he's like i was walking away and they answered the door handed me these sticks yeah he said well they finally answered the door and he gave two pixie sticks to his kids and he gave the neighbor's kids each one okay then the fifth one he gave to a 10 year old boy i assume it was a boy that was walking past that he recognized from the church Okay. He goes, oh, I've seen you at church. Here, you want this extra one? But Daneen went to visit a friend when they got home mm-hmm. while Ronald put the kids to bed. Okay. Before bed, Timothy, he asked if he could have some candy. And he chose the pixie stick. Okay. And Ronald helped him break the powder up because he was having trouble getting it out of the straw. Like he had it open. Dumped it upside down. It wasn't coming out. So he had to like, you know, wiggle it between your hands. (laughs) Yeah. Loosen it up. Timothy said the candy tasted bitter and thought it might have went bad. He's like, it tastes funny. So his dad gave him some Kool-Aid. And then Timothy instantly started complaining of his stomach hurting. Okay. He's like, my stomach's starting to hurt. So he got up and he ran to the bathroom where he started vomiting like crazy. Oh, like no. It was exorcist vomiting, yeah. And then he started convulsing 
and foaming at the mouth. Oh, no. Yep. So his dad panicked. You'll see. His dad panicked, and he just grabbed a hold of him, held him, you know, and then all of a sudden he just went limp. Mm. So he called 911. Timothy died en route to the hospital an hour after ingesting the candy. Quotations. Candy. Candy. But autopsy showed that he was poisoned by a fatal dose of potassium cyanide. What did I tell you? Yep, you knew it. My God. Because they said it was laced inside the pixie sticks. Jesus. It was passed out at this house. Be like, I know which house it came from. Let's go get them. Mm-hmm. Four of the five pixie sticks were recovered by police from the other children. So I assume they got Elizabeth, the neighbors. But that one kid randomly wandering around, they had some trouble getting it from. But they did eventually. And none of the kids, the four that they recovered, none of them ate the pixie sticks. Gotcha. Parents in Deer Park turned their children's candy into the police because they were panicking, fearing it may have been poisoned. Mm -hmm. Don't know if they stopped by this house or not, but they were in the neighborhood. The parents of the fifth child became hysterical when they couldn't find the candy after the police called them to notify them. (laughs) They find this kid. They thought the kid ate it. So, yeah, the panics were freaking out. Like, I looked through his candy bag. It is not there. So they rushed upstairs to the kid's room to find him asleep holding the pixie stick in his hand. Oh, yes. so close. He wasn't able to get it open, so he fell asleep. Oh. So they lo- Oh, I would be that so kid freaking out. Yeah, I would be so freaking nervous. I was like, he said he was this close to death. <laughs> like he had it in his hand, he just could not get it open. So close. I'd be I bet, oh my god. A miracle child. But it was stapled shut, so he couldn't get it open. Stapled? Yes. The pixie stick was opened up. The top two inches were filled with cyanide powder, and then it was stapled back shut. Wow. And then it was flipped to the other side. But this is a picture of the length of the pixie sticks. I remember getting some of those. It's real Oh, those big ones. Yeah. Yeah, long pixie stick. Wow. Yeah. The candy consumed by Timothy contained enough cyanide to kill two adult men. Jesus. Yeah. The other four candies contained enough cyanide combined to kill three adults. Oh, he got the low one. Yeah. Well, no, the other four candies combined could oh, kill combined. three adults. Oh, he got so the he high got the one. High dose one. He got the yeah. He got the one oh. higher dose. The average lethal dose of cyanide is about 250 milligrams. So wow. it's that little amount. It's lethal if not treated within 30 minutes. So you only got 30 minutes from ingestion to get some help. And the patient dies of cardiorespiratory arrest secondary mm-hmm. to the dysfunction of the medullary centuries of the brain. Yeah, so he's a poor kid. Ronald originally stated he couldn't remember which house he got the pixie stick from. But police were like, okay, retrace your steps. They're like, we'll figure this out. Yeah. Because Ronald and the neighbor only took the kids down two streets. So they're like, you gotta, you'll remember this house once we go down there. Yeah. Because it was raining that day. So they're like, we can't trick or treat around forever. We're going to hit these two popular streets and go back. Yeah. And they're like, it's kind of suspicious. You don't remember that house in detail. It's the only weird one they supposedly came across. Yeah. And the suspicions increased when none of the homes they visited handed out pixie sticks the hell they retraced their steps and none of them had pixie sticks police walked him through the neighborhood three times before he finally led them to the home where no one answered the door gotcha he's like there's that house 
He claimed he went back there before he caught up. And the guy opened the door finally and said, here, take these and go. Yeah. He said the owner didn't turn on the lights, but he just cracked the door open and handed him five pixie sticks. So he only saw the guy's arm. Okay. Which he described as hairy. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's all they got, a hairy arm. But the house was owned by a man named Courtney Melvin. Okay. He was an air traffic controller at William P. Hobby Airport and did not get home from work until around 11 p.m. So no one answered the door because no one was home. Okay, then who was there with the pixie sticks? They ruled him out because over 200 people confirmed he was at work. So he was working late. Who the late. hell was there? Bill Lanier, a formal Pasadena police officer who investigated Timothy's death, reported he said, quote, the boy reached in and picked out a sucker. But his dad said, no, no, you don't have time to eat a sucker. Here, try this pixie stick. Oh, no. Was it the dad? <laughs> Police learned that the dad was over $100,000 in debt, oh. which is 590000 in the year 2022. And he had a history of being unable to hold a job. In the 10 years preceding this crime, he had over 21 jobs. So 21 jobs in 10 years. Wow. So. Wait, so he was carrying around these big-ass pixie sticks this whole time? Yeah, supposedly. So, yeah, at the time, around this time, he was suspected of theft at his job at the optical center, and he was close to being fired from there, too. Wow. Yeah. His car was about to be repossessed. He defaulted on several of his bank loans, and the home was has been foreclosed on. So he's in some bad shape. Did he have... So, did he have insurance on the kid? Yep. The police uh, claim he wanted to claim life insurance money to ease his debt. Police so, is... Uh, sorry. No. So fine. he gave it away to other kids too, though. Was this just to throw suspicion off? Hoping yep. other kids were going to die too and they'd blame it on some random has, person? Yep. They'd blame it on a random oh, person. Oh, this asshole. Like, yep. Police discovered that he'd taken out life insurance policies on his children in the months prior. Hmm. In January of that year, 74, he had taken out $10,000, which is equivalent to 59339 in 2022, mm -mm. in life insurance policies on both of his kids. And one month before Timothy's death, he took out an additional 20000 which would have been like 119000 in 2022, on both of his children, despite objections from the insurance agency. Wow. So he took out extra on him. The total of all his policies equaled to sixty thousand dollars, which was three hundred fifty-six thousand in twenty twenty-two. So he wouldn't cover all of his debt; he'd still have forty thousand. But Danine, the mom, claimed she didn't know about the life insurance policies on the kids. He never. He never inquired with her. Yeah. The morning after Timothy's death, you'll like this. Ronald called asking about how he can collect the money. <laughs> the morning after. <laughs> the morning after he died. Oh, uh, that's not a red flag. Yep. And Ronald also visited a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween. Yep. <sighs> After police discovered when and where he purchased the poison, Ronald was arrested on Ooh, November yeah. 5th of 74 for one count of capital murder. So not regular murder, just capital. And four counts of attempted murder. Wow. For the other pixie sticks he handed out. Right here is a picture of his arrest mugshot there. That looks 
Is that the same guy from earlier? Yeah. Because it looks completely different. That's the same guy. Must be the glasses. The, uh-huh, the, his glasses, the glasses are gone. gone. Just makes him look like a different guy. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. He entered a plea of not guilty for all five charges. Like that would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we know it was you. I want to know, like, those things are huge. And he had five of them, right? Yeah. And he was walking around with the kids trick-or-treating. He had these five big-ass sticks just in his pocket. I'm very confused. I know. The only way I can figure is if he had it, like, shoved in his pants and then the side of him. Like, up his shirt? Yeah, up his shirt and in his pants. He was walking around with Maybe. Wow. Down his back. The back of his butt And then he's like... Like Look when the what kids that took house off, just gave us. Yeah, when the kids <laughs> took off running ahead, he's like, here's my chance. Pulled them all out. Like, Look what they gave me. It's wow. the only thing I can think of. But during the trial, a chemist who was acquainted with him testified that in the summer of 1973, Ronald contacted him asking about cyanide and how much would be fatal. So he's like, oh how much God. would I need to be fatal? Yeah. And no one, and that wasn't a red flag back when they was asking. I don't wow. understand. No one was like, um, why do you need to know? <laughs> yeah. Well, why would you need to know something like that? Yeah. I'm just curious. It's, it's purely uh, economic. And then a chemical supply salesman testified that Ronald asked him how he could purchase cyanide. Oh, my God. Again, nobody <laughs> decided to bring this up to the authorities <sighs> or nothing. This guy's looking unusually hard for some cyanide. Yeah. And this one gets even better. Friends and family stated that months before Timothy's death, Ronald showed an, quote, unusual interest with cyanide. <laughs> he just keeps bringing cyanide <laughs> up in conversation. Nobody, it's very strange. I know. And family we and were talking about. Like, <laughs> we were talking about Labor Day barbecues, and he's just like, hey, what do you know about cyanide? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, it was like my sister was asking everybody and the country about how she can get cyanide i wouldn't drink anything she brought me i'm like <laughs> fourth of july we're blowing off fireworks and he goes you think there's any cyanide in those i mean how much do you think <laughs> why does take? he keep bringing up cyanide every time we get together i know i'm like well his sister-in-law and brother-in-law testified that on the day of timothy's funeral i know you're looking at me like the day of his funeral he spoke of using the life insurance money to take a long vacation and to buy other items that he wanted <laughs> Wow. Uh, and here's a picture of the... Oh, that's him going into court. Sorry, I skipped right over all that. Wow. Another... That one, he looks different lawyer. again. Yeah, he lost his glasses. I don't know if it's yeah, just... Yeah, but even in the previous one with the glasses, he looks different than he does in this picture. It's like every picture they show of him, he looks like a different guy. Oh, but weird. his lawyer's got his glasses, though. Maybe he took them. <laughs> they like look a, like the same glasses. They do. He's like, I need these. But that's the funeral, and that's him in the front row right there just gazing off into the abyss. He couldn't, you know what? He couldn't, all the debt he was in, he couldn't afford the lawyer. So he's like, like, what about these glasses? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He's like, take these glasses. Yeah, he doesn't seem interested in this funeral at all. No. I don't even know what he's looking at. He's just kind of looking off into the, like he's bored almost. He's like, oh, is this guy done talking? I think there's somebody up by the casket talking because there's another guy, like two people down with glasses oh, on looking, looking yeah. the same direction. 
I'm just like, what? But and I see wi- all the, the other, women have their heads down. Yeah, they're, they're crying, crying tissues, and he's just kind of the two guys are staring off. But Daneen rejected the claim that Timothy chose the pixie stick and said that Ronald made him choose the stick. Mm. So she backed it up. He came in, want a sucker, and he's like, no, no, you don't have time for that. Get this pixie stick, which makes no sense because that thing's like 21 inches long or something. Yeah, that would have took forever to eat. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't want you to have that much sugar before bed. Take the sucker. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have even, yeah. I would have said, find something small. Yeah. Fuck the sucker. Fuck the pixie stick. Let's do, uh. Yeah, not that big 20 inch tube of sugar. Let's do this little tootsie roll right here. (laughs) You want to lick this Laffy Taffy? We'll wrap it back up. (laughs) (laughs) If you open that sucker, we're going to have to wrap it back (laughs) up. No. (laughs) Take the tootsie roll. But on June 3rd of 75, the jury took 46 minutes, that was it, to find Ronald guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Yeah, that was an easy one. They're like, yeah, he did it. Yeah, we're like, well, all the witnesses saying he was asking about cyanide for months. He was asking everybody about (laughs) cyanide, how to get cyanide, how how much cyanide could kill someone, like, and then he's the one who magically had these pixie sticks. Come on. It's too easy. And the jury only took 71 minutes to sentence him to death by electrocution. Oh, man. So they were in a hurry. They're like, dude, Judge Judy comes on at four. Let's get this done. <laughs> let's get we don't want to miss murder, she wrote. <laughs> no, let's get this over. We know we no, did No, back it. then it would have been, what, happy days. Happy we don't want to miss happy we days. We don't want to miss happy days. Come on now. Speed it up. But shortly after the conviction, Daneen filed for divorce. I don't know why she waited till conviction. I would have filed like the day he was arrested. I'd be like, hey, yeah. officer, why are you here? <laughs> Do you know how to get a divorce? Maybe she wanted to make sure he was guilty. I don't know. Maybe, but still. I don't know. But she remarried, and her new husband adopted their, the daughter she had with Ronald Elizabeth. So that was good news for that and one. Pixie Sticks is no longer allowed in the home. Right. No. According trick or treat. <laughs> no more trick or treat. Oh, she's probably traumatized anyway. Doesn't yeah. want to go. She's. What do you she's think? Like, I was near death. What do you think though? The kids are like, "Hey, can we go trick or treating?" What do you think the mom's like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you already lost one dude to trick. I mean, what would you think? <sighs> I don't know if I'd let him. I'd be like, "How about I just go buy you a bunch of candy?" <laughs> I'll and go we buy sit you at some home candy. and watch movies. We'll buy. We'll buy one of those big bags that have a variety Mix, of candies yep. in it, and just let them eat as much as they want. Yeah, that's what I'd do because, I mean, I wouldn't even trust taking them relative houses at this point. I'd be like, we're staying inside. <laughs> I'm buying candy from the store. Yep. But according to Reverend Carol Pickett, a formal chaplain who worked for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Ronald was shunned and despised by his fellow death row inmates for killing his child. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah. They usually don't like kid killers in They there. don't. Kid, t- you know. Kid molesters, kid t- kill, killers, none Her, of that yeah, stuff. abusers, anything. Yeah. But he was quote absolutely friendless. Well, that's good. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not hurt about that. That's good. The inmate, the inmates reportedly petitioned to hold an organized demonstration on Ronald's execution date to express their hatred of him. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'll have a party. Like we're going to have a, this organized demonstration in his execution. Wow. His first execution date was set for August 8th in 1980. Okay. His attorney successfully petitioned for a stay of execution. 
pushed it back a little. His second date was for May 25th. I said a little, but it was 1982, so pushed it back two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And which was also postponed. What the hell? Judge Michael McSpadden scheduled a third execution date for October 31st, 1982. What? The eighth anniversary of the crime, and he offered to personally drive Ronald to the death chamber. Holy shit. Yeah. They fried him on Halloween? It was the first time Texas executed a prisoner by lethal injection. Oh, lethal injection. Yeah, they switched it. But the Supreme Court delayed the date yet again Uh, to give Ronald a change to pursue an appeal to seek a new trial. Which I thought that was, I mean, they set that date up perfect. That would have been perfect. That would have been, yeah. But the course, killed a bastard on Halloween, the day he killed his kid. Yeah, but the Supreme Court delayed it. Mm. A fourth date, so this is the fourth time, a fourth date was scheduled for March 31st of 1984. His lawyer sought a fourth stay. That must be good glasses. <laughs> Those glasses must be very, Damn, top notch. very expensive. It's his lawyer sought a fourth stay on the basis that lethal injection was a, quote, cruel and unusual punishment. But okay. electrocution's okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the f- Okay, let's be picky. But on March 28th, a federal judge rejected the request. He's like, we've had enough of this. I'd say so. Let's get him done with. Yeah. So on March 31st of 1984, so when the judge rejected it the 28th, he just had three more days till he was executed. There you go. On March 31st, shortly after midnight, Ronald was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. Hmm. There you go. His last meal consisted of T-bone steak, medium well, French fries and ketchup, whole kernel corn, sweet peas, lettuce and tomato salad with egg and French dressing, mm-hmm. iced tea, sweetener, saltines, Boston cream pie, and rolls. He so ate pretty damn good. He did. And this is his last words. His last words were, quote, What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who had taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us respectively as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, no... In your hearts, I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by all TDC personnel. Okay. <laughs> like, what's that? Notice like no pitch. mention of his kid. Nothing. Not a single mention. No. Or the kids that he almost killed. Not an apology for that. He's Not just like, a... this is wrong, but I forgive you. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. I'm like the odd, the balls on this man. It's but, ridiculous. Uh-huh. During the execution, a crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison, cheering while some even yelled "trick or treat." <laughs> <laughs> and here's wow. a poster. Someone said "trick or treat." 
Candyman because he picked up the name the Candyman due to yeah. his. Is that where they got the idea for Candyman? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but... know. They didn't do anything with trick or treating with that horror movie, but just the name in general. Because mm-hmm. he was known as the Candyman or the Man Who Killed Halloween. Those were his two nicknames. Huh. But some even showered anti-death penalty demonstrators with candy. So they were just throwing trick-or-treat candy at these. It was a party. (laughs) It was. But Ronald is buried in Forest Park East Cemetery in Webster, Texas. And I have, that's a picture of his grave site. 44 to 84, so he was 39. The only description is son. Son, yeah, they didn't claim him as a father and a husband, nothing, just son. Son. And then poor Timothy is buried at Forest Park Lawndale Cemetery in Houston. So they didn't even bury them together, which was I thought was good. Hmm. They separated them. Yeah. So there's little Timothy's stone, and you could say mm-hmm. he was eight. Wow. Yeah, Timothy Mark O'Brien. Wow. Yeah, but that's it, the man that killed Halloween. <sighs> it's Ridiculous. bad to do this episode before take the kids trick-or-treating yeah what's up with that <laughs> now, I'm, now i'm gonna be like uh, no i candy. ruined it for the kids no candy sorry i'll be looking for anything suspicious mm. like we're going to walmart and back wow but yeah there you go sad mm-hmm. case horrible case Mm-mm. i'm sure that one kid that was cuddling the pixie stick while he fell asleep was <laughs> bought a shit ton of lottery tickets i hope uh, man. i would say so yeah, yeah, that was, imagine if that was your child. I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. you were that close to death. If you could have just opened that pixie stick, you would yep. have been dead. I wouldn't know what to think. Like, uh-uh. And that's it. Thoughts to the family. Elizabeth lost a brother. Yeah. I'm not sure if she had any half-brothers or sisters. I didn't read anything, but her stepdad adopted her, so. That's a good that came that's out good. of that. Yeah. She's loved for, I know, but still sad for the family for that loss. Yeah. Timothy. All right. Well, not much I can say about that one. <laughs> were you Other shocked than... that you were clone like, who's at that house? And then when it went to the dad, you're like, you're you know, kidding me. <laughs> so when you mentioned the dad at the beginning and you showed a picture of him, I kind of was like, it probably is the dad in my head. Yeah. But then you started talking about the house and all that. And I was like, well, okay. It, it just kind of went out the window. I didn't even think about it anymore. No. But, yeah, I kind of, at the beginning, was suspecting the dad before yeah. he even got into it. So the fact that it went back to him, I was like, oh, fuck. I know. You got away from You're like, wait, who's in the house? And then mm-hmm. when I came back to the dad, you're like, oh, shit. The fact that you brought up that he was a deacon and stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, oh. Deacon. Yeah. Uh, optician yeah that apparently is in a shit ton of debt Mm. wow well damn Mm. yeah it really makes me want to question trick-or-treating now Uh, but you know that's like the urban legend all the time anyways that somebody's gonna put something in the kids candies Mm -hmm. and it's very rarely ever happened yeah it's just like there's one year it was all over the place. People were fearing glass or something, yeah. being put in candy, pixie sticks or something. The one that drives me nuts, though, is because uh, marijuana edibles have become so popular. Oh, yeah. Everybody online is like, check your kids' candy. They're going to give them the marijuana ed- edibles instead of uh, 
real candy. And I'm like, people are not giving away their No. Pebbles. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> they're, not just hand, no they're not just tossing those in the fucking kids' uh, trick-or-treat bags. They're not doing it. No. So any of you people out there who think that's going to happen, it's not. Those people are saving those for themselves. They're I'm not just say, tossing them in bags. To they're very expensive. Oh, no, they're not giving them away. They're very expensive. They're, those people bought them because they wanted them. They're not going to be tossing them in those bags Mm-mm. just to waste them on kids. And even if your kids did get a hold of one, what, they're going to... They're going to get the munchies for 20 minutes and let them enjoy the ride. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to no. be that big of a deal, oh, but it's not going to happen. So yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. And they're not going to put cocaine in it or anything else that's even harder because that's even more expensive and guys got, even yeah. harder to get. So no, you got to think there's happening. rarely we get mad because rarely people give out decent chocolates like yeah. Snickers. Usually it's like, here's a yeah. bunch of Tootsie Rolls. People are cheap with their. Yeah, their, there's their, no way they're going to throw anything candy. expensive in there. They're not doing anything there. expensive. One lady's handing out tubes of toothpaste and apples. <laughs> now, now the <laughs> glass not. and things like that. Sure. Possibly, keep yeah. track of that. Make anything sure there's no packages opened. that were previously opened. Yeah. But don't be all like, is this weed or is it real? Ki-? No, don't worry about it. It's not happening. It's too expensive to it's give away. It's too expensive and people like their weed too much. <sighs> They're not just throwing it in kids' baskets. But, yeah. No. That's all I got to say about that. So, go through your children's candy before you can pick out all the pick glass all the, and pick edibles? A, pick out all the weed and save it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm hoping some of them get freeze-dried candy. Yeah. Mmm, freeze-dried candy. Right. So good. <laughs> it is. I can't really eat it anymore, though. Got to no. go with the sugar-free stuff. Oh, it's still not bad. It's still good, though. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, well, is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Let's run down the spiel. All right. <laughs> In the Batman um, voice. So, if uh, you go to <laughs> loveandluminol.com, you can check and see where we are on audio and video. All the links are there. <laughs> you can also use our contact form. Um, like so if Val you want to. Is that the one? What? One that has a normal voice, and then we put on the. No, that's now. Christian Bale because he's like, yeah. he's like, hi guys, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, loveandluminol.com uh, has all our audio and video links. Uh, also has a contact form, so if you want to message us or tell us we're shit, feel free to do so. <laughs> um, and we are on pretty much all social media except for Twitter slash X. It's at loveandluminol on all of that. And um, I think that's about it, right? That's it. Yeah. We use a lot of TikTok. We use a lot of TikTok for yeah. books. <laughs> Book talk um, and to, for our Previews. episodes and stuff. So, But, yeah, we're pretty much everywhere, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so like and subscribe if, you, if you're into us and you want to be uh, alerted when we're back on again. We do this weekly. Usually we drop it every Tuesday for True Crime Tuesdays. And um, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. I'm Batman. I'm Cynthia.